0: Hey, I'm scolding you before we get the show started because everybody know we had a glitch yesterday. What was that? Somebody didn't allow. Okay, the content creator, mastermind behind this dolly okay probably scolded you after we got off and said you can't start a show until the bell rings and somebody skipped out
1: oh i see how it goes yeah here everything is my fault
0: well i mean you put your name on this thing too dk if i blame you first that means you (laughs) must be in trouble right you know we're live right i know i know <laughs> i mean i figured that we'll, we'll treat this we'll treat this how we need to man how how is everyone how are you dk I, I need to know how everybody else is too because it, it is hump day today
1: it is yeah it is hump. that didn't sound like it to me what 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 it's hump day <laughs> Now it sounds like it where's the damn bell <laughs> there it is here we go You know the best thing about the Ramon intro? What's that? About halfway through it, there's a. <laughs> Who is that in your mind who's getting. Pruh! Man, I don't. It depends Gino, on. The day. Gino? Gino Atkins.
0: It may be. It may be, man. Latin
1: Calais Campbell, that's him going. Pruh!
0: You know what? That's a tall man to get on the ground. You hear me, man? God, what a tall dude.
1: Long way to fall. Big impact once he makes it.
0: Yeah, 100%, man. By the way, man, I'm saying we're just starting to show new members and everything, man. Much appreciated to y'all. I'm also getting the alerts when the show starts now, too, DK.
1: Yeah, that's nice, too. There's a a lot of different things that come uh, with being just just on YouTube. If you were watching us previously, if you were one of the very few who was watching us previously on Facebook, Twitch, or whatever else, welcome to YouTube because that's that's where we are yeah yeah because <laughs> it
0: works yes it does man who love it man you guys are awesome uh but yeah i get the alerts now so everybody's in here and we ready to roll shout out to the new members old members uh just the loyalists that come check us out dk can't say that enough
1: yeah we recognize a lot of the names that come in they're always appreciated my man brian ferber here is a, a new member Uh, on on youtube he's been a subscriber to dk pittsburgh sports meaning our website i just have to say before we get going today there's some confusion between what constitutes a subscription and a member yeah what is a member uh on on our website on dk pittsburgh sports so what's a member on on this show i'm gonna give this a really really quick shot all right yeah go ahead let's rock with it okay on youtube you have to this is just youtube it has yeah. nothing to do with DK Pittsburgh sports, just YouTube. You have to have a subscription before you can become a member. So you hit subscribe, which costs you nothing member, which is 99 cents a month. You get all these fun emojis and everything else. Okay. DK Pittsburgh sports stuff, totally separate media company, reporters flying all over the country. Uh, it's just a separate thing. One has nothing to do with the other. I hope that helps because there've been some people in Cleveland, I've been a subscriber, I've been reading your stuff for years, and now I gotta pay now. You don't have to pay anything. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. We appreciate it, man. Too uh DK, we'll say it again. I'll say it now. Uh, we have a special guest coming on tomorrow, also, man. Very, very special. He guest. he he did hop on with us yesterday, man, live. And he was like, Man, you and DK do a good job. I was like, hey. <laughs> Take the surprise out
1: your voice, okay? <laughs> this is what we do, right? This is what we do, DK. I, I miss, I miss Rosie, and I miss more than any the, the thing that I miss most about Rosie Nix is how beloved he was in the locker room. It's a it's a different vibe when people talked about Rosie because there's nothing in football that'll get you respect within your peers, more than putting your yeah. body on... You knew I was going to say that. Yeah, putting yeah. your body on the line. Yep, Rosie did that on special teams. He did it at fullback. There's a reason that when... When Ben would find a way to get him the ball or he'd get wow. a touchdown, you would see Ben would be the most excited guy on the field. Yeah.
0: And what's so crazy? Him and Ben's relationship is unique too. I'll I'll just call it that. And truthfully, I don't know how deep their relationship is as far as their, their communication, but I know Ben did and Dear Rosie. I do know they're both from Ohio. They're both small school guys. Like they have an appreciation. They're Mac guys, right? Mac uh what is it? Mountain Atlantic. How, what's it? Atlantic Conference, uh, the Mac Mac. It's just yeah, the, Mac. It's the yeah. Mac, the Mac, man. They're both Mac, uh, conference guys. And let me tell you this those dudes are prideful. God, the Mac players are super prideful. So, yes, it's Roosevelt Knicks. I saw somebody put Vince on here. Vince, we already did his interview. If you want to go check it out, it's a can't miss, right? DK, is that how you would kind of say that one?
1: Uh there were 10,000 people who would agree with that.
0: That that is a real good interview. He said some stuff and I didn't even realize. He opened up a lot of stuff which is mm-hmm. uh very interesting because it's funny you said Rosie with his time that he did media with you guys. Oh, he was so what was short. he like? It's just short. He, he was, was short.
1: he was like he like I said he was he was completely professional win or loss he would stand up he'd be there at his stall and I'd, i'd go over to the 45 stall after a tough game and he'd be there ready to answer whatever question it was but his answers were i i think it was just there's so much modesty to him it is that he didn't think that what he had to say mattered all that much, and you can ask him about this. Okay? Man,
0: I will. What a dude, though, man. So Rosie's coming on; he's looking forward to it too. Uh, so anytime I have some of my teammates on, him, it's not really just. Do you call it an interview, DK? What do you call it? More of a conversation. Well, it's your show. You can call it what you want. I'm gonna call it a conversation. I know uh, that
1: I know that the 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 viewer response, in particular, back when you had Kevin Colbert on, Kev. What people loved more than anything was that okay, I can interview Kevin Colbert. Okay, a journalist can interview. You were talking with him. Okay, that's different. I can't do that. Okay, yeah. I, I I wasn't in the man's employ. I I wasn't you know trying to win him a Super Bowl. Yeah, it, it, it's a different vibe. Yeah, it's
0: it's it's uh it's super unique. So you you'll get an opportunity, man, to uh to see how we really operate as teammates a little bit, to kind of see the conversation. It'll be clean. It won't be any craziness, anything like that. But Rosie and I are real close. Uh, One, because he's an undrafted guy. He was my day one, as I like to call it. You're going to hear me say that a lot. Because, like, seeing Rosie in camp, like, I was like, that's, Rosie's going to make it. He, he going to be the one. One of my guys, and it's always kind of been that way. Rob Golden was another one of my dudes, man, who's a very interesting guy. I have to get him on here at some point. And, and I'll tell you guys this, too. I know everybody wants the bins, Everybody wants the uh, Hans Wars and Troys and stuff like that. If they're available, we'll get them. But the conversations that I have with guys like Vince, like Rosie,
1: you'll, Ken, learn, some, you'll learn something. That's no offense to the other guys. No, but you'll
0: learn. It's so much depth to those guys. And truthfully, that group of guys I'm speaking of, they have the biggest stories to tell because one, they're super unique and they can be themselves for the most part. The superstar guys, they they really are kind of sh- uh, protected mm-hmm. in their conversations sometimes because they're so public and whatnot.
1: So that'll be uh, it'll be very interesting. I'm looking forward to it. We have, uh, there's not so much news or anything coming out of the Steelers fold today to discuss, but they put a headline on this on their website, and people do talk about it. They talk about rookie numbers yeah. being issued. So I'm going to read some of these out loud, and we can talk <laughs> about the individual numbers, what it means to these players, but also what it might mean to the main roster, because yeah. numbers were given away. Okay. Joey Porter Jr. in what is easily going to be the headline out of this group is going to be 24. Uh, That's something that's being done, according to Joey Porter Sr. as a tribute to Ike Taylor. That's awesome. Uh, I don't know what that means for Benny Snell's future. Uh, Benny is still unsigned. Uh, Benny is a a guy who played really well for the Steelers last year. But the Joey and the Ike thing, man, that that has too much perfection to it, doesn't it?
0: Way too much perfection, man. Uh, And even though he's not even a first-round draft pick, I got a feeling you're going to see a lot of 24s out there when it comes down to Joey Porter Jr. number, uh, jersey sales and whatnot, man. Uh, Speaking of which, there is a video going around gosh dk you know what we'll tease that going into the second phase how about that man because no no no, we, no, no. What, what we, we want to go there oh yeah, golly it has you in the fields
1: man i think i know what you're gonna say here is it the porters jo- yeah, yeah joey
0: yeah. porter scene peasy we'll call yeah. him Pe- peasy's conversation with his son
1: a father and son exchange at the draft in Las Vegas because he was an invite for the first round he was an invite out there he was he got the suit oh my goodness did he get the suit and he doesn't get drafted and it's Joey senior you got to find it okay. oh my or if somebody gosh. if somebody wants to put a URL up to it here from the community we can we can go ahead and put it up as well but I'm not going to show the video but we can put up the, the link to it so you guys can find it but they have a really intensive conversation, mostly Joey Sr. Using it as motivation. Yeah. Telling him, use it now. Now you have that fuel. Now you have that extra fire. Yeah. To you. And then Joey Jr. gets so fed up with the whole thing, he says, I'm, I'm going home. Yeah. So they, he, they, he flies home, and whenever he was asked about why he came home, why he'd come back to Pittsburgh, he, he said, with a big smile on his face, I'm not wearing the same suit back. back <laughs> days. He bought one suit. He, he brought bought, one suit. But, I'm not but man, it. you never see me doing that. He said,
0: "No, but it's so it was such a phenomenal exchange of yes, D.B. Cooper. This show is live right now. Uh, this, this 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 like that exchange of dad to son was so pure." I don't even know if they realized they were mic'd up. Cameras were on them. Like Joey Porter Jr. had tears down his face. And if you know Peasy, his dad, like Joey's an emotional guy too. You see his emotions come out on the field, right? Just a a little. Just a little bit. But like all I could think was all I hear in him was we got to work harder. There's always somebody watching. There's always somebody trying to be in front of you prove everybody wrong and sometimes I know it was me probably too as a young man like you'd be looking like man I'm doing enough this is cool and then you have a moment like that and I don't even think it was Joey really saying anything like hey I told you I think he just told him like man there's moments like this and we've talked about these moments like when I told you you got to work a little bit harder this is what I mean and now you see what I mean and he told him he's like man just follow me I've been through some stuff Follow me, and I got you. Not like he gonna let Joey Porter Jr. do his thing, right? He gonna let his son do his thing, but it was more or less like, "I'm here." Good, you got a scar, and we are gonna walk right through this thing. He just told him this is motivation. I was just like, I'm getting chill bumps talking yeah. about it now.
1: Yeah, it, it, we, it was it was something. I, I can't recommend it strongly enough. Whoo. Rest of the numbers that were give give it out: uh, twenty-seven to Corey Trace Jr., the very large other corner who was taken in the two? seventh round. 6'3. Six, 6'3. Three. Six, three. Oh, my bad. Ooh. Biggest, big, uh, tallest corner the Steelers have drafted since Mel Blunt, 1970. It. Uh, Nick choose. Herbig is getting 51. Uh, that's a okay. linebacker number
0: in Pittsburgh. It, it, I hope it, it sticks this time.
1: Yeah, except that 51, is, that's what Malik Reed was wearing. and uh, Anyway. Well, I'll tell you this. This time, you got a <laughs> white guy instead of a black guy wearing it, so we'll see the difference there. Uh, Spencer <laughs> Anderson says 74. Uh, Spencer Anderson, who's the other seventh rounder, of the offensive lineman is 74. Uh, Broderick Jones will get 77. Marcus Gilbert's old number. Yeah, uh, that's a nice O line number. It's a nice yeah. OT number, double
0: sevens, baby.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keanu Benton will wear 95. That's Chris Wormley's old number. And again, when I'm saying some of these numbers to you, you hear 51, that was Miles Jack's number. Okay, so does that mean Miles Jack is not going to be back? I don't know. 95, Keanu Benton, does that mean that Chris Wormley's not going to be back? You would think so. Okay, mm-hmm. and then there's Darnell Washington, who he openly and somewhat jokingly lobbied to be that zero guy at the end. And he's going to get 80 because I'm going to presume that the head coach will have none of that.
0: (laughs) When he sent that tweet out asking, can I be the first player to wear zero? I'm, I'm guaranteeing coach Tomlin looked at that tweet. If somebody showed him with those big eyes, it was like, I I dare you try to wear zero
1: on the squad that Uh, I have.
0: (laughs) This ain't your college days, and I'm not recruiting you. I'm paying you now. You're going to wear a tight end number.
1: DB Cooper says, is this the live show, as Moan mentioned before here? Yeah.
0: Yes, DB, it is the (laughs) live show, here.
1: We're here to answer the tough questions. Uh, Were were numbers a big deal for you? Heck yeah, it was. Oh, heck yeah, DK. numbers. Why? It's so limited. You know, there's only 10 numbers you can get. You don't want a, a, a
0: trash-looking number. You don't want to look trash in your number. Like, what's, it, what's that mean? It's this. Like, me wearing 51 wouldn't have looked right whatsoever. Like, I came out as a tackle in college. A tackle wearing 51, oh, like, I wanted a 70s number because, it's, to me, it looked like they take you serious if you have, like, a 70 number and you're a tackle. Like, I, I, I know Dan Moore is 65, right? Like, that's a doable number, too. But, like, either you want to be the guy that gets the double-up number or you get a 70s number or you get a real cool-looking 60s. Like, 50s is meant for centers to me almost.
1: Does that make sense? It does. Trey Turner wore 51. Sean Sean Manahan says Steelers are the world's team. This is false, Sean. (laughs) This is false. How so? The Steelers are Pittsburgh's team. Never, 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 ever forget that. Okay. I I say as born and bred, whatever else here. I get a little bit like goofy about when somebody, oh, it's the nation. No, no, no. this is the city of Pittsburgh's football team. Anybody has a problem with that? Come and see us. Oh, wow. That's my first time
0: hearing you say this.
1: I'm a a big believer in that. Do you never heard the story? No, I've never heard you say this. Listen to this. You guys are going to like this one. Dave Wanstead, former Pitt coach, former Bears coach. Absolutely. Baldwin guy, thickest Pittsburgh accent this side of Bill Cowher, telling this story about about the Steelers and the one day he's talking and uh, somebody the Pete Rozelle was the commissioner of the National Football League, and in the mid seventies when the Steelers had all their championships and all their glory, uh, he approached Art Rooney Sr. the chief, yeah, the chief with the cigar, yes, okay. Indeed. And he said to the chief, you guys are so popular, so beloved. We want you to be America's team. We want you. This was before the Cowboys. Oh, we we want you to be considered America's team. And the chief chomped on that cigar, pulled it out, and he goes, Pete, we're not America's team. We're Pittsburgh's team. You've never heard that? No, this is my first time hearing this, D.K., I guarantee you, we've got some viewers who have seen this one. Oh, uh, oh man, that's it pretty is, cool. It's goosebump and a half. The city of Pittsburgh, black and gold in its two hundred year old crest. Not yeah. for sports. They didn't have some marketing genius come up with the colors. The only city in the country or in Canada that has the same first name and the same set of colors for all three teams.
0: I do think that's unique. That's super it is. Cool it's me. literally
1: unique. No one else has it. Yeah.
0: And and when one sport is having a bad season, it's easy to see the other sport at that <laughs> at their field with the jerseys on because everything is is everything in Pittsburgh, man. Yeah, you can it's beautiful. You,
1: you can wear whatever whatever you want. Yeah, you really can, <laughs> yeah. man.
0: What's up, Frostbite? I see you in here, also, man. Uh oh, this is cold blooded, DK. You ready for this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna show you. Reserving zero for Matt Cannon.
1: Oh, here they it's just gonna keep (laughs) going here. It is DK. It's just keep going here. yes see here. Tommy says that's why they turned down the America's team moniker. They did, I didn't realize that. The Cowboys can be America's team. We're Pittsburgh's team.
0: I did not realize that, man. Geez. Uh wow. Uh, that's news to me. But I'll tell you this: Dallas has like really taken it and ran with it too. Though, it's kind of weird. Where's it gotten them? Uh, five Super Bowls, not six.
1: <laughs> you know, no. But I mean, in, in general, I that
0: was me. That was me being a little uh yeah. little evil right there, man. Uh, I, I had a question too. I I wanted to uh, ask on the uh on this side of a two DK. When it comes down to jerseys on the fan side, how long or what round? Is an automatic buy for you. Like, do you wait a year, see if a guy is proven before you buy a jersey, or are you already pre-ordering Joey Porter Jr. and Broderick Jones numbers? Like, I know lineman numbers are usually on the latter end of those things, DK. Should there be a rule for it or no?
1: Well, uh, a a rule? You mean like obviously an unwritten rule?
0: Yeah, but mine personally would be this. I need to see you do it first. Unless like, I really know you're going to be that dude. Like I I can't imagine the amount of jerseys people have that are walking up and down, you know, Pittsburgh on game day. And you're like, who was that number other than family members and close friends? Like, is there a
1: a timeline on when you can get a Jersey? Uh, I would say that it varies by position moan with all due respect, because I'm sitting here in a shop where we sell stuff and (laughs) Up there on the windowsill facing Fifth Avenue, we have baskets of Kenny Pickett socks, okay? They move like candy. Do they really? Okay. Now, if I put Broderick Jones' socks up there. Don't do me like this. Okay? <laughs> I just did. I just
0: Don't did. do me like this, man. <laughs> don't say the offensive linemen don't sell like that. See, this is why we got to do crazy stuff on the fields. This is why we got to do crazy stuff. This is why.
1: Oh, because we no. don't get any
0: notice our names only call whenever we get penalties or, or whenever we're down on the ground injured. like those are the only two times we have no stats dk like you as my partner in this thing you should be a little bit better than this okay dk no, no, i expected more. i
1: expected more i really did i really I'm not, did. i'm not above it i'm happy to say that casey <laughs> kester has come across from facebook casey was one of our main guys <clears throat> excuse me on cast on uh on Facebook. We're now just on YouTube everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And 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 yeah. Casey came across and happy happy to see him, happy to see everybody uh that that's made it over this way here. Uh Rick says that KP8 was best selling jersey last so year. What? <laughs> so what DK. You know, then there's George. Now George Pickens might be better. Out example. There. George was a better example. George Pickens? George, well, yeah, because you you did want to see. Yeah. OK, like Kenny, yeah. he already had, especially here in the city, he had the brand. He had all that stuff going for him, you know, he, you know, with what he had done in college. Uh, this is this is a little different, you know. Thank you for that one. Heck, yeah, man. DK
0: man, geez, dog, uh, th- th- that my socks will sell out before Kenny's would. You <laughs> doggone right because I'll make it
1: a competition. <laughs> you, you'd you you'd be selling a larger size sock than, than Kenny would that's that's for damn
0: sure yeah, no uh, doubt I see comments talking about Simone is wounded I am man. I expect it better when we talk about offensive linemen on this show it's all good though man
1: <laughs> it's alright really hey good. you know what when we come back all of this will have been rendered moot because we will be encountering the only segment that uh, that matters that's you know all that? of hey moan baby We are back on the Ramon Foster show, and already the controversy has begun Uh, <laughs> that Hodge comes in and says, are you saying that KP has small feet? Now, he's no. had enough of a small hands crisis. We don't need to be sticking him with small feet. And
0: what did you even notice from that last year? Nothing. The small feet or the small hands? The now? hands <laughs> conversation that was circling the draft, right? Remember that?
1: Yeah, no, nothing at all. I mean, there were there weren't, you know, there wasn't any mishandling. There wasn't any addition any issue with gripping the ball and weather and whatever else here. Um, it's uh yeah, we're we're starting to to pile up here a little bit. Yeah. On, on poor Kenny and his small feet, which would lead me to believe that it's a pretty decent time to remind people. Yeah. That uh at the get-go cafe and market quality is at the core of every menu item. They have three expert chefs, Moan. Three of them. You, these guys, they don't even care what their numbers are. No, you know? they don't. They, they don't. They're, they're, they have the same. It just says get-go on the front and get-go on the back. You know, They're yeah. total team players. Absolutely. Ensuring that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability. Order your favorite entry at the get-go cafe and market today better believe it we joke about this but the stuff is actually very very good
0: it is absolutely it and, is DK. And,
1: and fresh and made right in front of you you, know, you just can't believe that you're getting it at what most people think of uh as a gas station here uh, kevin gets us started today he says hey moan without the little hey moan emoji yeah, but, it, but okay it's all good we'll get them there we we have a hey moan emoji now hey moan lineman make the team go and go get your shirt <laughs> When they're starting,
0: that's what I'm telling you. we we'll have to get them some of, There are a
1: lot of linemen jerseys, Mom.
0: There, there are. No, no, seriously, there are. Man, and and the fact that somebody had mine personally made because mine wasn't readily available on the shelves. Like I'm forever appreciative of it. Uh, but but it is like that. Like you have the ability to go get those, and I'll say this too: if this group does somewhat form a name, you know, uh, as far as who they are, you know, we were the Goon Squad. It'd be good to see them kind of have some some merch around Pittsburgh. I'm sure somebody's gonna do it if they actually become an item on that front, that front five of that starting line, DK. It's gonna be very interesting this fall and spring with the reports coming out. Who's working where and you know, does Dan Moore start off with the ones? That's gonna be the biggest eagle eye in the sky right there, DK.
1: Yeah, that and the corners and, man, there's there's a lot going on for sure. And, and this
0: too, man, mm-hmm. uh, Joey Porter Jr., like the, the conversation of him being grabby, whatever that's supposed to mean. I'll tell you this, if that's the case, and we spoke about this earlier, that video that came out on him getting better, like certain stuff that you will let slide, I bet you he won't let that slide anymore. He's going to try to be a big lockdown uh, cornerback in
1: today's NFL. I, I can't wait to see this guy growth, man. Cam comes in with, hey, Moan. At what point in training camp do you start to feel like, okay, we're getting somewhere here as in the team's cohesiveness and ability to run your offense properly against your defense.
0: I'll tell you this, it doggone sure ain't the first week. That first week is pure hell. Do you hear me? It's
1: hell uh, to watch too.
0: <laughs> it, 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 and Because there's so many like pre, pre-snap uh, issues that happen with the young guys that get intertwined guys resting and stuff like that. Also uh, week two. You, it usually starts off defense, jumps out quick. Then the offense kind of gains a little bit. It's honestly around week three. Probably after the first preseason game is when you start to see, okay, now we're catching our groove. This guy's going to be there. Uh, we know what this guy is able to do uh, on the field when it comes down to like small skill guys. Our running game. We're catching on a little bit with this. It's about three weeks in. It does take some time. And I'll tell you this, too. It is frustrating to, to really try to crack through how good of a team you're going to be in that little timeline of, like, the first two weeks. It, it, it does get frustrating. But it's about three weeks in, right around the time where you break after camp.
1: Brent Haynes comes in and says, Hey, Moan, going back to a topic that you brought up yesterday, did anyone – get cut in, in your belief for being, let's say, a drama queen or for always starting stuff? Did anyone ever get thrown out for being the troublemaker?
0: If it was, it was going to be me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> no, nah,
0: in a way of like, I wasn't I was I wasn't an instigator. I was just always trying to keep the crowd the guys going it was never met with any malice on the type of stuff that i did i was more of a jokester nobody in our room operated like that or inside of the building that's one thing i could say i've heard of people having bad teammates like cancers right and i know it's, it's worth seeing some comments it's probably gonna come about. Well, what ab ab now nah, ab wasn't a cancer to what we had going on I just, it never came inside of the building the way you guys saw it on social media. Some of the stuff that came around that, that we saw, we saw it at the same exact time that you guys did. So we've never had a locker room issue. Like I said yesterday, the the, the I, I'm not there. But from my understanding and the reports around it, I don't think Chase Claypool was a, a heartthrob when it came down to where he stood with certain teammates and just inside of that room. Like, Juju and his TikTok wasn't an issue. He was respectful enough to not do it around the guys that didn't want to see it. Like, all the stuff that you mentioned is not an issue inside of the room. Coach Tomlin does a really good job of saying, hey, we ain't here to play football. Anytime you saw TikTok stuff, it was probably after practice and, you know, on free time.
1: Brent Haynes, by the way, who just had a question answered here, 20 more gift memberships from him. Brent, you're far too kind, bro. Yeah, this this guy's a, a, he's a he's a big, big part of what we are. Really good question here. Hey, Moan, is Dan Moore a threat to Chooks at right tackle? Chooks of of for of course. Man,
0: uh, this is interesting because you know I think about the business side a lot, right, DK? Uh-huh. Chooks, he does come up soon with this contract. That is a real thing. The one thing that you do have is a guy that may be suited to move over to the right side. Now, again, I'll say this when it comes down to Chooks. I don't think Chooks is looking to give that up anytime soon, man. Uh, he's a guy that, that fully understands what's in front of him and also what he can capitalize on, meaning a contract extension. Uh, Dan Moore, if he loses this job, one, he'll have to fight himself out of getting out of that, that, that tank of losing a position but he'll probably end up being depth until something comes open to him. I don't know how it's going to shake out, but a threat directly to Chooks, I'm not going that route.
1: The one circumstance that arises from this I see as being a definite is that Dan Moore has to play both tackle positions. He just does. He just does. Wow. I, 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 I mean, he has to make himself flexible enough to be able to play both tackle positions to assure his future in the That's NFL. fair.
0: I, I just never seen a day one rookie starter, DK end up on the back burner so soon. Now, I'm not saying this isn't pop. Impo- I just hadn't personally seen it. They shouldn't have been it. It's, it's going to be fascinating to really watch how they navigate navigate these waters with Dan Moore moving forward. You're 100% correct. His valuation
1: is the more you can do now moving forward. I mean, I just saw Kendrick Green out on the street over here selling hot dogs. <laughs> okay? And he was your literal day one of camp That's true. starter with Marquise's numbers speaking of jersey numbers today okay
0: okay but 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 Kendrick Green's situation was that bad because we saw it be that bad on the film yeah now the question I have and we'll probably have to go through this film again DK is this did Dan Moore really end the season good you know what I'm saying like can you build off of that or was it too little too late when you're trying to really compete for Super Bowl Super Bowl as Omar said
1: Leo wants to know who Rosie is. Rosie.
0: Don't you dare disrespect my day one like that, Leo. <laughs>
1: well, in fairness, he, I mean, not everyone called him Rosie. Okay. His, his name's Roosevelt Nix. He was a fullback for the Steelers, uh, a special team standout and abs. Well, okay, but that's, it, you know, we'll, we'll, I know, I know. I'm being a little facetious. We're catching him. We're catching up, Leo, yeah, here. There's, yeah. there's new fans to the team and new fans to the show all the time. It is. I guarantee you, you will value. Uh, what what the man has to say because I'm going to repeat this. There's putting your body on the line, and then there's doing what Rosie did.
0: Yeah, and and we'll say this too. Rosie was a defensive player before he was anything offensive, too. He made himself into a fullback. So we'll have him on tomorrow, man. It's going to be a really good conversation with him because if I know Rosie like I know, you're going to get some laughter. You're going to get some truth. You're going to get some some dark moments that we talk about and some reality checks, too, of the game. Him getting cut, I
1: still couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe Roosevelt got released. Luke Spinola comes in with, hey, Moan. Boy, this is good, too. I've heard Mm -hmm. Broderick Jones is a little iffy with his run block game. And sometimes he has habits of putting his head down and he'll occasionally have poor hand placement. Are these easy fixes for a rookie NFL lineman? Really good question, Luke. Uh, Yes, they are. I won't call them
0: easy. It's going to take a lot of reps, you know, if somebody say like I've heard basketball players like it take ten. Uh, what is it, ten thousand shots before you become automatic or whatever it is. Uh, the cliche that they use. It is fixable. Uh, ducking your head. I'll tell you this in the NFL. If you duck your head, you will be embarrassed so bad that you'll never want to do that again. Like a portion of this now for the young Broderick Jones. He 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 has to realize this is a job now, and your performance isn't scholarship based. It is. Money based, okay. That isn't that we play a game inside of a business. Uh it's fixable, it's reps, it's uh being conscious about it. It's one day at a time saying, Keep my head out, keep my head out, don't lean. keep my hands tight. The thing I say about his hands is this I've noticed them, they get a little wide, but he's so friggin' athletic that he kind of makes up for certain stuff,
1: you know. Like that's his that's, that's his- actually the only point that I was gonna chime in is that. I, I keep seeing, hearing, and reading critiques of this or that about Jones. And and most of them had to do actually, uh, Sean, uh, Sean uh, that with the pass blocking. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Because pass blocking is way more technique-oriented than, you know, just lining up and bulldozing somebody. And he gave up no sacks. <laughs> okay. In 450-plus snaps. He had no holding penalties, and he had one false start. It, this is – God. I, I I don't really care that much what his problems are if those are his results.
0: This this is the, the pro tip, too. Just because a guy gets you around the edge and the quarterback's able to step up doesn't mean that that's a bad play. Like, the guards and center up the middle, they are paid also to keep the gap, I mean, the pocket integrity. If you run somebody around eight, nine yards around the quarterback, that's a win. I know PFF puts that as a pressure and all those types of things, but if that quarterback can step up and deliver the ball, that's a dub for the I mean, for the tackle, and he has a lot of those on tape. Swan wants to know if Cam Hayward will want to mentor Keanu Benton. Cam has no choice. He will mentor him because his success of Keanu Benton means more for Cam. Think about if you can have somebody that, that takes a double team. Cam against tackles or a tight end combo, that's Bye-bye. a win. Oh, Bye-bye. my gosh. You want to talk about <laughs> stuff in the run. Keanu Benton himself better listen to everything Cam Hayward has to say to him.
1: Yeah, that's one thing to remember about mentoring. It's not all just the intangible warm and fuzzy and whatever else here. If you want to know how much Cam would want to benefit from good players next to him, just think back to Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Okay, remember that Cam was the tourniquet. Yeah, he was. Everywhere the Vikings were running, all the solution was to just say, we'll move 97 there okay well then move 97 over here it was Mm -hmm. it was embarrassing upon embarrassing cam doesn't want that he just wants to play his position he the one guy that's benefited
0: from having a good defense around the man is cam jordan with the saints they've had a monstrous d line so much so that they other some of the starters have gone to other places and got paid but the thing he can do is line up with freedom because they have a good defensive front now the rest of their defense okay it's up for question but cam jordan's having a hall of fame career down in new orleans because he has a really good supporting cast that allows him to get off
1: speaking of getting off guillermo i know you like the transition oh my god guillermo rodriguez comes in with the hey Moon of the century beautiful you 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 You, can do, you can do this one moan it's just too good hey
0: Mo. <laughs> that's the way he said it that was beautiful right there
1: I like that one, Guillermo. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have here from, from everybody. CTD says, how many fingers am I holding up? Wrong. I don't get it either.
0: <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I got a good one right here, man, uh, from my guy Twiz. You posted them earlier, man. He goes, hey, Mo, uh, it's the hardest thing for an offensive lineman to do is reach block. It looks like if you can't secure a reach block, the play likely ends up in a disaster. No, to me... If, if, if you're going front side reaching a guy, meaning if I'm on the left side and you would go 25, that's usually the easier one because you can reach them and kind of push them by. The only way you, you lose a reach block is if a guy has a, a, a called stunt defensively and he goes under you and is athletic enough to be in the backfield. But that also comes down to technique shuffle reach is what we used to do sometimes unless it was a full zone. The hardest block, honestly, is that cutoff block. A right guard going to the left with the shade on the center. You want to talk about because you're going to your weak side for the most part and you're going away from the play. You getting pushed back is a whole lot more likely on a cutoff block than it is on a reach block. And this was our thing, too. We had a colder by ourselves a little bit. We didn't want to cut guys because with Marquis having his ankle issues and stuff like that, diving around guys' feet, just to go cut somebody off was a bad look. If I miss and hit the back of his ankles, or if Gil would miss and hit the back of the Castro ankles, like we took pride in that. Plus, is that whole chop block scenario too? You kind of, you're playing with fire a little bit on that play.
1: We have so much good stuff here. Jim Fairfield says, Does Larry Ogunjobi go to defensive end? I mean, Larry's an interior lineman. He's a La- hybrid, really. Yeah, Larry's going to play. He's going to play a Larry position. It's not, you know. Yeah. Everyone, it would, one thing you have to remember about defensive line, because everyone thinks to themselves, oh, 3-4 defense. Okay, well, they're just going to go out there with three down guys and four linebackers. Mm-hmm. And they just very rarely no. do anymore. Right. I, I want to say that something like 60-plus percent, the, sub. the Steelers defensive snaps are, are sub packages. Yeah,
0: they're sub-packages. Unique uh, bodies that can get after the quarterback and good enough to stop the run. That's what Larry O is, man, to this team. Mm-hmm. So he he's a he's a three-tech that can
1: play DN also in a four-three scheme. Polly wants to know, hey Moan, is the first time the draft picks are allowed to the facility at the rookie minicamp? for the
0: most part that's when you see them uh, because of timing of schedules and whatnot. And this is also the other side of it too, man. Paul is uh, the theatrics of the NFL rookies reporting. They usually have a date the following week or no longer than like 10 days after the draft.
1: Mm -hmm. Two weeks, two weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're going to get those visuals. Okay. For sure. They want the visuals. They're also going to be on the field for a couple days and you're, you're going to see it's rookie mini camp. It's, it's uh, a mother's day weekend. And it's uh, it's a chance for them to go out and Polly. I think this is what you're looking for. They're they're putting on a uniform. Yeah. Okay. Now it's not game uniforms. It's practice uniforms and everything else here. Uh, and it's tryouts mm-hmm. in that group too. They're in that locker room. Yeah, they bring in all the UDFAs. It's not like they just bring in the seven guys they they picked in the draft. Uh, yeah. It's it's a good number of people uh, yeah. who are in there. You will not see any, and I mean any veterans of any yeah. kind partaking in this. It's not like no. if, Kenny, if Kenny comes down and says, I want to throw some passes. Kenny, no, man, get out of here.
0: No, get up out of here. We're good. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I honestly don't think he can be out there for rookie men in camp. I think he played too much time. Like, we had dudes who were like
1: three no, years no, no. in the league yeah.
0: that weren't on roster that could still do rookie men in camp. There is a timeline
1: to it. No, I, I, I was being facetious. Oh, he, okay. Uh, absolutely. No, Brian, I mean, like, he's just hanging around. Uh Brian says, hey, Moan, Does DeMarvin Leal have the ability to move to edge? I'm not sure where it is that he fits. I don't think they are either.
0: No. To me, he's a three-technique-slash-type four-eye. You putting him in with Lario, with Cam, uh, with TJ, probably in a uh, third-and-two situation where he can get after the quarterback, but he can also – he's big enough to stop the run. Uh, That's where I kind of see a guy like DeMarvin Leal playing. Like, roles are really defined for the most part in this league. You don't put a guy outside on the edge – with the idea that he's going to do something he never has before. No, that's pretty thought out.
1: Perk wants to know, DK, what's a better feeling for you in the city, winning the cup or winning the Super Bowl? Here's the thing, Perk, we don't have to wonder. Because (laughs) in 2009, won them both in rapid succession. And right here in downtown Pittsburgh, over there on the Boulevard of the Allies, the parades were virtually identical with crowd size quarter of a yeah. million people lining the parking garages and and uh, sidewalks and and everything else. Uh, even similar approaches, uh, Troy Polamalu would uh, was was doing the the mosh pit thing where he would oh let himself off the stage. It's yeah. very similar to what Sidney Crosby and Jordan Stahl from the Penguins were doing. Uh, for people who are not in Pittsburgh, they they can't appreciate how popular. And beloved the penguins are in this town uh it's it's a it's really really tight but again it's yeah. also same first name same set of colors they are pittsburgh teams yeah it, it's teams.
0: a it's a winning city though right dk well you
1: can't argue with you can't argue with 16 total championships between your three teams yeah you know that that's for sure and people don't accept anything less but man when you come through Yeah, When you come through in the city of Pittsburgh, uh, you will will know it.
0: We're due. We're due soon, man.
1: However it has to come about,
0: we're due for one of those Super Bowls, DK. And I'll say this again. I know it's probably like a beating drum, man, beating a dead horse. But getting O-line and D-line has been crucial to that next step. And I'd almost say this. It'd be awesome to have an undrafted guy be one of those roster dudes you just find a hidden gem in, right? Found
1: gold. That's all that is.
0: That's what I'm looking for. You're
1: walking down the sidewalk, and you see a $100 bill in front of you. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for out of that group this year. We'll have to break them down in some
0: capacity, too. I hadn't taken a deep dive into the undrafted free agents, uh, but I owe that service to them, being that I was an undrafted free agent, DK.
1: Mm -hmm. Woods brings up that the Pirates are winning now, too. Yes, the Pirates are tied for the best record in the National League. And, Moan, take this in the right spirit. If the Pirates were to win – That hits in a different place entirely in this city. A franchise that's been here for 142 years with 42 Hall of Famers and who have completely sucked for the better part of 40 years. That hits somewhere very, very different here. Yeah, Uh, Mr. Wires just says, because he couldn't resist. I love it. Imagine being a Browns fan. How depressing. He does this (laughs) without the new Browns emoji that we conveniently (laughs) offer to people.
0: Yeah, uh, it wasn't showing up today. We'll put it back on. There. By the way, I saw somebody ask how uh, how to join. Or how much is it to join? It's 99 cent if you want to join the membership for the emojis. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be adding to that, too. Right, DK,
1: the exclusivity of it? Oh, yeah. There's content that we're going to add. There's going to be exclusive, exclusive stuff, sessions yeah. that we'll have. Uh, currently, if you go on there, you get 50 percent off a subscription to our website to com. yeah yeah uh, which is a pretty nice deal it's it's a 30 dollar value if you go in and, and and take advantage of it here um Tommy wants to know where the poop emoji went I the, mean uh, brown. brown is it is it out <laughs> she says I told her to take it yeah I did cuz it just didn't make any sense uh, DK, it didn't make any sense okay all right. that's, But it that's looks cool. like we were browns people you know it's be, it's you know no, it was just us crapping on the browns that's all it was i thought then, it was good you know what what, what, what we're going to come up with some crafty new emojis along the way here. Chris Davis has an actual football thing. He wants to know Let's how we feel about Jalen Warren. Is he more of a solid two, or could he beat Najee? No, he's not beating Najee out. Chris, beautiful question.
0: Najee is Najee, man. It'd be different if we were going into his – I mean, what year is this for Najee? 3
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It'd be different if we were going into year five, right? And you got to kind of say, yeah, they're going to decide on him. You know, it is fifth-year option. He's a first-rounder. I, don't get bored with Najee. That's the next thing I would tell you too. Don't get bored with him, man, because he is unique. I think he frees up stuff for Jalen Warren. Like that bang, bang operation that you have, just appreciate it. Like him taking over his reps, I just think it's it's out of this world unless Najee just can't find the hole. Like this dude's already a Pro Bowl, alternate or not. He still has that underneath this belt. As far as Najee goes, my thing would be this, get both of them to the Pro Bowl. Like, Because Jalen Warren is very unique, man, in his running style. If he continues that streak of not fumbling the ball, too, D.K., remember?
1: Yes, that's a a big, big deal. And by the way, it's also in the reverse. It's still a concern where Warren is concerned. Um, I I would say that everyone should bear in mind that at this draft, all these various draft sessions that we were covering over the weekend on the south side, Matt Canada and Mike Tomlin both made crystal clear why we're doing this, meaning why Broderick Jones, why uh, Darnell Washington, their aim is to run the football. They will run the football. And if they run it like they did in the last nine games uh, of last season in which they went seven and two, that buys so much, uh, really everything, but latitude, uh, freedom, yeah, uh, create space for creativity to Kenny Pickett and the there wide we receivers. Go. And I, I, it's just, it's the right it, thing
0: to do. It works like this the, the run game opened up the passing game until you have to use the passing game to soften up the box for when your running game is just that good. That seesaw effect of being able to do both. Oh, my lord, like legitimately, you can't have a better system. Like I told you guys before when we looked at this class, I think on Saturday, is this. Um our our team has been like this for years. Late like the defense will be up here. Offense down here. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the offense gets up here. You want those two to meet in the middle with the right mix of old and young, with the idea that they're all mature enough to handle those big games, being down 10 points and having to come back in the late third and fourth quarter like. That's what you're looking for right there, man. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for where this team is, and you're 100% correct, DK. The competition aspect and, and being able to run the ball and have a whole lot of big boys,
1: yeah, that's, that's where we're headed right now, it seems. Two more today. One, the first comes from Brian Jonker, who says, Hey, Moan, is there a benefit to being a UDFA undrafted free agent rather than getting drafted in the seventh round?
0: Yeah, it is because you can be drafted to the wrong system. Uh, I, especially later in the draft, they just start picking guys off the board. From my understanding, I love to be in that room with them, see how it works. Some, but that's the way I've best available, best
1: available the guy you just really like. They don't, they even, don't like, even put any thought into it, or yeah.
0: even a local guy.
1: Think about that, even a, like AQ Shipley or a scout, my son, son. That scout son in too.
0: Dallas. Mm-hmm. Like, you see what I'm saying? So, there's mm-hmm. a lot of that that goes on later. Uh, I was able to pick a scheme that would benefit me in Pittsburgh. Being an undrafted. I would have loved that signing bonus, DK, nah. but I got it back on the back end, man. So, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of benefits of being an undrafted guy.
1: Yeah, you beat that UDFA signing bonus pretty good the rest of the way. Never forget, man. I was out here struggling. <laughs> Matt Hanford finishes us off today here uh, from England. He says, hey, Moan, but I, I can't do it in a British accent. I, I don't I don't have that one either, man. Uh, hey, Mona. Yeah, I like it. Did you ever see rookies struggle with the transition from A-list college stud Beautiful slash person. hometown draft success story to the bottom of the pecking order at training camp? Matt, this is so good. There's these these anonymous dudes who traipse around St. Vincent College every summer. I actually will occasionally remind myself that they were BMOC. At one point, big big man on campus for you British types. And it's like they show up there and they're just nobody. They're less than nobody. You are.
0: You are. Uh, Have I seen guys struggle with it? Uh, Yeah, until you realize I can play ball. The ones that continue to struggle with it end up out of camp too. Like everybody has that aha moment from the first rounders too. You think you know, you have no idea. I've seen first round corners get laughed at by ben you know what i'm saying i've seen mm-hmm. ab hey young fella come over here and let me give you this work like i've had defensive linemen like oh lord it's gonna be a long day for you you know what i'm saying because you just know so much the struggle aspect of it is you're supposed to struggle in this you know what i'm saying like i like the point I sauce garden just because he just came out so hot all pro if i'm not mistaken in his rookie year mm-hmm. like even he, I'm sure, has some issues and some deficiencies in it. But this is the thing about it too. The thing that separates people that make it and don't is in between the ears. The mental. No, knowing that I can get beat, but I got tomorrow. Oh, you got me today, but I'm gonna see you tomorrow. Oh, I beat you today. And I know you're gonna want to get some get back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The ones that can't handle that big fish or yeah, going to the small going to a smaller pond now they ain't cut out for it anyway. And I hate to say that, uh, but that's
1: the reality of it. Because why, DK? It's only 53 that's selected plus 10. That's it. That's it. And the plus 10, I mean, you're happy to make the plus 10 versus yeah. not making anything at all, Being the practice squad, of course. But still, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's a very, very tough. And the other thing about football, by the way, that's so sobering for these people and so scary is that unlike baseball... Unlike hockey, oh, yeah, I know Unlike you basketball, say. you got nowhere to go. Nowhere to go if you there. There's not some alternate league. Don't talk to me about the CFL because they have the Canadian requirement for X yep. number of players yep. have to have to be actual Canadians. Uh, it's it's, scary. it's you're, scary. You're thinking I'm I, I got to go find an office job now. Uh,
0: no, no, you're gonna talk to somebody tomorrow, Roosevelt Knicks like that that's got some very unique stories about like rosie was i ain't gonna steal his thunder but one of them Mm -hmm. that he said publicly rosie went and became a substitute teacher there is no other place for you to go if when you don't make it so when guys realize oh man they just cut 10 dudes you know the third week of camp and then they realize they're not where they're supposed to be like no you better cut your eyelids off as coach Tomlin like to say and focus on being the better you each and every day the struggle is a part of it and that's the thing no nobody respects you in the NFL you got to go earn that regardless like first round or not that's the reason they end up changing the rookie pay scale right DK it sure is
1: it sure is well let's bring it up with Rosie tomorrow you got Roosevelt Knicks same time as usual 4 p.m eastern uh 3 p.m central uh, it should be a, t- a terrific talk. I'm looking forward to watching it myself. Yeah, and uh, that's all we got for today.
0: It is. I'm writing down notes right now. Y'all tweet me what y'all want to talk about, Rosa. I promise you, it is a very unique situation story. And you're gonna hear some of what he has to say with uh being cut and wondering what's next for you as a young guy.
1: Good, good stuff. Let's do it tomorrow, everybody. Yeah. Bye-bye. See you. Bye bye. <laughs>
0: You, you'd be okay with this one? Wow. What is that? It's like this ghost alternative look they did a few years back. I ended up taking one of these on the pro shop.
1: See if the Steelers ended up moving to the CFL someday. That's the helmet. Yeah. Up there, wear all snowy outfits and everything. That's cool, isn't it? I was going to give you one more. <gasps> <laughs> you like Rosie Nix tomorrow, everybody. Bye-bye. Yes, indeed.